Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm not going to bother with the theme tune. We're just going to crack on. All right. Where's that? Oh, fine. I'll do the theme tune. Yeah. Be a professional. Hello, Egg Chasers. Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Podcast about rugby doesn't take itself all the game to each other. There we go. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're, we've... Uh, right, full disclosure, we've just hit stop on one podcast and we're starting this one because we've done the international stuff. Done. And uh, and this is all about domestic rugby. Did you play this weekend, JB? Did I play? Yes, we played Southport. So, um, another five-pointer in the bag. Yes. Bloody difficult team. Didn't get our fourth try till basically injury time. Last play of the game. So that was very important. We're still one point behind the LSH in, in the table, despite beating them last week or the week before. How did they get on? Five-point win? They didn't get a five-point win. Oh. So we're one point behind them. Uh, Warrington next week, who I think are going to be seriously handy, and we're missing a lot of players. But it won't be an issue. We've got huge amounts of talent throughout the squad. So, And you're missing this week? I am. I'm playing for the Mako Sharks in Dubai. Oh. Meeting some listeners out there as well for a, a few beers. And playing against JB, uh, JB, uh, J, uh, Jonathan. I won't travel east. Beardmore is yeah. going to Dubai. <laughs> going to Dubai. <laughs> what a horrible hypocrite! I won't go Eastern Europe. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm definitely never going to Eastern Europe ever again. I'm not going to cold the cold east. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the so, warm east. I'm yeah. So okay. up for Tbilisi. I fancy Tbilisi. You, as well. you got, you feel, feel free to go. <laughs> yeah, if we, if me and Phil booked Tbilisi, you'd be there. I might go. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. Sure. I'd, I'd strongly consider it, but I probably wouldn't. We go. can beer press you into going there. Yeah, it looks like we're going to be playing a team um, for the Mako Sharks, which are Veterans 10s, which will include playing against this is Marcel Garvey, uh, Kerry Sweeney, Matt Gilbert. It's going to be a lot harder. James Hook. Uh, James Hook, yeah. It sounds like it's going to be a lot harder than I initially thought. And, uh, of course, Morsel Garvey lives in Lyon now, doesn't he? So he's bringing some French mates along. Mm. Can't wait to see which, you know, Chabal or somebody. It's going to be great. <laughs> awesome. Fabian Palou's filling me in. It's going to be going to be superb. Oh, I'll take some pics. I will do. I will do. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, well, uh, my... Un- well, not my Where team. were you this weekend? Where did you stop, stop off for, for a coffee? Well, so I, I drove back to Manchester from Twickenham via Marlow. Wow! Dropped a a friend off in Marlow, stopped for a a bit of cake and a coffee, and then uh, head on my way back to Manchester. You weren't tempted to drop in and see the boys, no? Well, it was the the boys had already played earlier that day, um, hadn't they? How did they get on? 
I don't know. JV's going to tell me how Marlow got on. <laughs> I was watching England. Uh, I think they won again. Good on my boys. What a Marlow. Marlow. I tell you who did win. A- um, uh, Aylesbury, despite doing their best to throw it away, they beat Beaconsfield by I think eighteen. Oh, that's a local derby. That yeah, oh, big local, big huge local derby. Local derby. Beaconsfield are currently beneath what, them. What is the biggest? What are the biggest derbies in the UK? I'd love to like. Uh, because Hull, Hull, there's two teams in Hull, isn't yeah. there? Oh, that's got to be up there. Oh, that's Rugby League, though, yeah, particularly. Sorry, rugby, sorry, yeah. that's Rugby League. There, there are two teams in Rugby Union Hull as well. Ionians. Yeah, Ionians and Hull. Yeah. Regular Hull. Yeah. Um, Standard Hull. And they're, in, and they're in, in the same league, aren't they? They've played in the same league were, at times. It I used to be the case that Darlington, Lone Park yeah, and Darlington were in the same league. They're yeah. not anymore, but they were. Sheffield and Sheffield Tigers are in the same league. They're, they? they're in National 2. Yeah, that's which Hull got promoted from last year, right, but Hull that, Ionians are That's still. what I want some help with. Contact deadchasers at gmail.com. I want uh, Bobby emails uh, and messages and stuff. LSH Wigan is very good. Sorry, Widness is very good. LSH... Uh, Waterloo so, must be... LSH Waterloo must be... Yeah, that'll, that, that'll be a very good That'll one. go back years and years. So, uh, look, Liverpool St. Helens and West Park St. Helens are in the same league. Yeah. At one point, Waterloo and New Brighton would yeah, have been tasty well, New Brighton well. are an absolute not, joke now. Yeah, in terms of you know, where they are, where that, what that, what's happened to that club, I think they're so low down they can't get relegated. Again. They used to have like a, a giant forty-year-old Fijian number eight who Catty. would just steamroll over. He's everyone. incredible, an incredible human. Um, yeah, he he was still playing until very very recently. He played both for Samoa um, mm. in a World Cup, and he also plays for New Brighton. Uh, but uh, nice. Richmond, London, Scottish will be very tasty because they. I don't know if they still play on the same ground, but they have been playing on the same ground. Yeah. At the Richmond Athletic Ground. So just a few bits and pieces about New Brighton whilst, whilst we're here. May as, may as well. <laughs> um, back in the day, they used to do a carvery, not a carvery, a, a Sunday lunch, but of course on a Saturday, with silver service for their committee members and the committee of the other team who sat in the stands above the clubhouse. That was their thing. Awesome. So you come, with, come in your blazer, here's your silver service beef and whatnot. Um and the other thing is, it's very interesting to see who historically has um, sponsored New Brighton, because all the bits that they've been sponsored by are plastered all like all over their clubhouse. For instance, I've got these two conservatories. Uh, the only reason they'd ever have a conservatory like that is purely because they must have been sponsored by a conservatory conservatory supplier. There's, there's no there's no possible other reason <laughs> that you would have a conservatory over the entrance of your changing rooms, but they do. <laughs> So. It's a bit like the tunnel club that um, like Tottenham and City <laughs> yeah. and various it's other places. It's a very early version of the, of the tunnel, tunnel club. club yeah. So you can watch the players emerge from the changing room for a good five yards <laughs> through the through the tunnel. Yeah. Access, access to the New Brighton players has never really been that restricted, has it? Well, you know, back in the day they were a big club. I'd love they used to know a lot of money. That's the, in in the southwest, I bet there are some. Fierce derbies, yeah, local derbies. I'd love to know. Let us know what's the biggest. Der- Let's try and map out the biggest derby. Not Wellsbury in England <laughs> rugby. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, by the way, our um, the Rafi Quirks Broughton Park under 15s team now have started listening to the podcast. Oh, good lads! They've clocked that. Um, they get met- and every time we have a, have a win, they go, "You're gonna mention that? You're gonna mention? You're gonna mention my tribe?" So. I said no, but um, <laughs> make, I, make your own luck. But I will. I will mention that. Um, a good win against Bowden. Oh, it's Bowden. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do they pay their kids as well, or is it just yeah. their, <laughs> it's just the adults that they pay? It's very nice. Like 
that, that jokes. I like Bowden. Good club. I know it's a good club. It is a good club. But that was that was one of the things. But when you're chatting to the lads, you're like, right, this let's, these are these are lads from Cheshire. Let's show them what let's show them what yeah. what, is, what boys from South Manchester are like. Come on. We overheard a team talk um, for the opposition last year, and they described Didsbury Talk H as playing pub rugby, and they're no and they're only good enough to be playing the dog and duck. Because we came from a lower down league, we put 101 points on them. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I, d- I do. Bowden Rugby Club isn't in Bowden. It's basically Withenshaw Hospital. It's, yes, it's, it is. It's like a quarter of a mile away from Withenshaw Hospital. So, so it should be. They think they're posh, but they should be called Withenshaw Rugby Club. They should be. Well, there is a. There is Withenshaw. now a Withenshaw Rugby Club. Yeah. So Bowden. Well, the, the actual facilities are amazing. The, the, mm. the pitch is amazing. Apparently, a second team pitch gets run off from a pick form. So <laughs> there are a lot of farms from yeah, and it used to be horrendous the second team pitch. I think I think they've sorted that, but that was like the historic thing about Bowden. You never wanted to play the oh, second. So team we had a thing today where the referee um, would decide when you got a penalty and you wanted to kick to touch. The referee would decide where he thinks the line out should be taken, and he wouldn't let you kick because they lost too many balls in the in in in, <laughs> no. the, in the house on the far side of the pitch, and they wouldn't. And, and that that neighbour is obviously quite bitter and won't give the balls back. Selling them all. That's on eBay. amazing. <laughs> it's probably a big fence. So the referee yeah. says, "Oh, I think you would have got it around here. Line out there." <clears throat> oh, imagine that. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, you know, it's very. It's, it's a novel solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, so, Goodwin, what, what, what was the score? Twenty-two, uh, twelve, and w- w- Ooh, we, we, we were missing quite a few players, and um, didn't have a scrum half when we started. Had to, yeah, didn't have a prop. We had a, f- a few lads away. Lancashire Cup in two weeks. That's what we're, that's what <laughs> we're, big one, that's yes. what we're building. It's a big one. Tasty. Yeah. We need to get over Warrington next week. That is, we get over Warrington. We've got a few games which will be slightly easier. Warrington is the big one. They are third. We need to beat them. Although Widnes did us a massive favour this week and, and beat War- beat Warrington, so it just gives us a little bit a bit of breathing breathing room. Mm. League. Mm. So, so there's a few few uh, top level Premiership, yeah. uh, and um, URC games and some top fourteen games. So let's let's, let's, let's start with the Premiership, shall we? Yeah. Um, I get in on a Friday night and I'm thinking, do you know what? I would like to sit in front of my TV, um, watch a bit of the football. And then watch a bit of the rugby. To my absolute disgust, BT Sport were not carrying the Friday night game. So there was, instead of having three games to watch this week, I don't know why this was the case. So I googled to see where I could catch rugby on pre- on, pre- on pre- Premiership t- TV for £3.40. Now, I have no problem paying for a game which wasn't, which wasn't going to be televised. If Sale are playing someone and Leicester on TV and Sale are the non-televised game, you either go to the game or you fork out. But when you pay for BT Sport and you've signed up for three games a week, you get three games a week. There was no way on earth I was paying for three or three or four pound. Even if it was the All Blacks, I would not be pay, pay, paying that. I, mean, I suspect lots of people feel this way. It's an absolute joke. If you've signed up for three games, show three games. Well, I don't think the, they don't. They don't say they'll play three games a week. They will. That game will be made up. For example, there's a double header on this Saturday coming. Mm. There's two games. There's there's an eight p.m. Saturday game. So do Bri- you, Bristol v Bristol v Leicester. So Is do you there? think? Oh, the Pat Lamb um, so, referee scandal. Yeah. You're lying, yeah. Pat. Yeah. You're lying, Pat. So I think possibly it's. You reckon it, they've got a limited number of games? Do you? Well. well 
so they will make that game will be made up elsewhere and i think that what they may have been doing is actually and if you think about it if you flip it round and obviously i'm very biased here but if you if you flip it round and say they were going all right the reality is for a large chunk of our potential audience they will be watching england in the football Yes. yes. So a very let, large. So thing. let's move a game to a space where there isn't an England football game, and then we're we're serving our our potential audience much better overall. Well, what it, as uh, much as I I love the Friday night rugby as well. That, that's what I want to see. And I I was driving down to London on Friday night. And I was listening to, I was flicking between BBC Radio Devon and BBC Radio Gloucester. Well, it got to, to the games. It got to a stage, and I'm not proud to say this, but I ended up watching. Uh, Doak and Hume and the, the rest of the boys take on Zebra, and um, beat down an absolute beat down. I was watching Zebra. It's like it was like watching um, you know, a Premiership All Stars team from two thousand and seven. So you had Kvesic playing, you had Chris Cook playing. There's a, there was a few of them, and mm. I imagine they'll pick up a few more. Yeah, there'll probably be a few more going sooner rather than later. Mm. So yeah, I, I good win for good win for my boys. So, I, I I didn't watch it because I was watching. England. They, they. I tell you what, Ulster. It wasn't obviously the strongest <coughs> Ulster team for obvious reasons. Um, Do you regret that choice now, Phil? In, in hindsight, um, I regret watching England. I would have rather watched anything else, yeah. and definitely my beloved Ulster. So yes, I do. It's an awful. awful uh, this well, is not a football podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering um, considering how many players were not in Ulster squad, they do put out some talent. Mm. No choice about that. They've not got a bad squad. Wait till Kitsoff gets that uh, jersey on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stockers is playing. It's my boy Stockers. Stockers is back. Uh, is he back in any form yet? Um, Would he ever get into right. any form again? I'm just trying to think. I, that I, is a fall from grace, isn't it, Crichton? He's had a yeah. proper... He, he, he had, he I think it was about, eight, for a little while. about 18 months out injured. He's only yeah. just, like, early this year, it was his, his coming back for the first time in a, in a long, long time. How, well, how long is his hair at the minute? What's he done with it? Uh, I've not seen him since the start. He w- it was it was kind of semi long, I think, yeah. at the start of the season. Is there another McElroy? It's not Ethan McElroy, is there? Is there two of them? Uh, Rory, not Rory McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, yeah. Ethan is the winger. Is that the guy with great feet? Have I got the right guy? Uh, he's, he's got mega so- feet. Solid winger. Um, mega feet would be um, Mike Lowry. No, he's got great feet. No, Gilroy, not Gilroy. Gilroy, maybe. Not Gilroy. Maybe Gilroy. Gilroy's a bit past it now. Is it? Mm. Yeah. McElroy, Gilroy. Yeah, it probably Bella, is. Bella Coon has got great feet. He has got great, great feet. Yeah. Jeffrey Tumanga Allen plays for, for you now. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. All, all the stars. Up, picked up, was that pre-Wasps? That was before Wasps went bump. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was. But Rory Sutherland was picked up when Worcester went. Um, although I don't think he's playing because he got injured for Scotland. Well, Scotland? I don't, yeah, he's well, injured anyway. Well, Mark Kvesic played eight. He's great number eight, but then he was playing against a rugby god in Dwayne Vermaelen. Yeah. And the score probably reflected exactly the teams. <laughs> that is a bit of a mismatch. It's a bit of a mismatch, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> in, Do you know, I thought the biggest returns. mismatch in terms of back rows was going to be um, <clears throat> Ollie, Ollie Crackle, you can bang, against Seven Star, who plays for Bath. What's his name? Uh, De Carpentier. D. Carpentier. It's completely wrong. D. Carpentier play, 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 played played uh, off the field. By the way, because you just mentioned Worcester, someone sent us a link to These. the the hearing. Yeah, 
I haven't. It? I haven't watched it. No, I was wondering if anyone, if you had. I have seen parts of it actually, and I was hoping Phil, Phil would watch it so we could get, give me the details. Um, the oh, if you did not come out well, there was one particular point where Bill Sweeney's trying to answer a question, and he just doesn't have the balls to say what he should say. So the question was a basic yes or no answer. Were conversations had about the fit and proper test prior to these Worcester owners taking over? And he just kept on going, well, there were learnings, there were learnings, you know, we, we learned, we, you know, and it's just, a, the way he answered the question, which just made him look um, very disingenuous. And that's not him. You know, that is not what, who the, that's not who the man is. So I don't think he did himself any favours with his, with his style of answering questions. But he should have used, and so should Massey Taylor, have used that platform to describe to the world exactly what is wrong with their organisations. They had the perfect platform to say, because I don't know where the RFU uh, responsibility starts and where it ends. I don't know. I mean, is it the RFU's responsibility to vet the Worcester owners? Is it Premiership Rugby's responsibility? Where does the power lie? I really don't understand where the demarcation is between the two organisations. Who does what? They should have. They should be very clear on that. It's probably more Premier Rugby, I would have thought, but I don't actually know. Yeah. Because it's, it's their brand, isn't it? It is. And they they have responsibilities to the RFU, as the RFU have responsibilities to them, but they are separate entities. Yeah. So one would assume it's more PRL. But it ultimately reflects badly on both parties, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, and, they, and it, it causes ripples and consequences for both parties. Yeah, I, I think... I'm sure I saw somewhere that the upshot of all this is someone's told them to resign. Uh, one of the MPs said, you, you, you're not fit, 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 fit for the purpose. But I'd have to double-check that. It, it didn't go well. Do you know who they said that to? Massey Taylor? Uh, no, I, I don't, actually. But they it was Massey Taylor and it was... Um, what's his, uh, Sweeney sat together. So they had a really... They had a, they had, they had a tough time of it. And rightly so. But they had such a good opportunity to be open and public about the mess the rugby administration is in. And I don't think anyone would have shot them down for that because these are men who are meant to be working on the solutions. Mm. If you were honest about the problems that you face, I think they'd look a lot better than saying, yeah, there were learnings or, you know, we think we're in a better position now. Or, you know, no, no, you're not. You're not. Never, never apologise, never explain, though. Well, that's it. Well, <laughs> you know, you can... You, you can throw your organisation under the bus without apologising. <laughs> but you're kind of throwing yourself under the bus to a degree. Yeah. 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 I, I'll, I will try and catch up on that because I'd be quite interested to see. Well, there's yeah. another guy around, I think, this, this, this week with different personalities. Mm. I don't know who. I wonder if I could sit in on that and ask some questions. Mm. Well, you can, actually. Yeah. You can't ask questions. I've sat in on a select committee hearing. Mm. I did it for... Um, I want to say it's foreign aid or something. I went to visit the House of Parliament and there's a select committee. Mm. And you just walk in and you sit down and you watch it. Dead easy. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really oh, good. My legs just got to sleep. Okay. To stand up. Your chair not as comfortable as ours, Tim. No, ah, that's all right. <laughs> but if, unfortunately, Munster never came through with sending us the, the, oh, sin, yeah. bin, the sin bin chair. Well, it wasn't Munster, it was Biffa, wasn't it? Was yeah, it was thought, still Munster. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought it was in the someone bin. within Munster. Within Munster, shame, real shame. That real yeah. shame. Am I right in saying there's one week of one more week of Premiership where internationals are now available if clubs choose to use them, and then we're into the yeah, Euro- yeah, European fortnight. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then it gets serious. So anyway, talk, talking of serious, uh, I said who are not serious. Bristol, anyone see us? 
No, this is the one game that I've not. They really looked. They, they looked all right. Bristol looked all right. They did. This was their best. They looked much more like Bristol. Well, uh, do you see the try that they scored? Piers O'Connor's. Which one of his? He scored two, didn't he? The one where they all run into the short side. It looks like a training drill, and it's phenomenal. No, I, 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 so do you know a training drill where you line up in the you line up four lads behind each other? And you run towards the tackle bag, and as you get to the tackle bag, the guy behind you pops up to the left, and you just and lift leaves the ball, the ball in the middle. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you lift, lift, lift. The ball lift. kind of stays static. No, the ball does move. Um, oh, yeah. So you sort of run, you lift the ball, the oncoming player to your left then goes into the space that you left into the next bag. So you're attacking a straight line, yeah, one behind that. the other, and you're attacking bags which are one behind the other. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they did that to sail. I. Perfectly. They just showed up on the blind side. Pop, 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 pop. Round the corner. And scored. It was one of the nicest little tries I've seen in a long time. Mm. Beautifully executed. So they did that. Um, but yeah, this was their best chance to win. I don't think they'll be able to put out many stronger teams than this. Uh, they didn't have semi, but they had all of the other superstars out. The pack had most of their big, big, big hitters in. Well, they're, they're frankly, missing a million pounds of prop. Yes, they oh, they are missing uh, their, uh, their prop. Piertel played, uh, Semi so, didn't, yeah. Chris Louie did, Stephen Luatua did, Fitz Harding. So, you know, they they were good to roll. But they were at Sale and they did they they pushed Sale all the way, 25-20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Away at Sale. And Sale, likewise, only missing Johnny Hill, really. Yes, they needed to win this, I think. If they and Manu. Lose. Manu, yeah, Manu and Johnny bothered. Hill. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this makes them um, second, to, second to bottom now, if you exclude Wasps and Wasps. And yeah, it was, it's a very important couple of games, actually. That, that one for Bristol was one. And I also think Exeter losing to Newcastle was very significant. I think had Exeter mm. won that one, they could actually look at this first half of the season and go, all right, not perfect, but we're, we're in touch and we're all right. Do you know what I'm doing? Yeah. Well, if, if they win that, they're... Um, well, top four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they got one point, so yeah, they'd be. Yeah, they would be because of wins. So yeah, they'd, they'd be in the top four. Uh, if fair, they win that. fair play to Newcastle. I think we called Newcastle winning last yeah. week. Yeah, and tough place to go. Horrible place to go on a Friday night. Tough place to go. And Newcastle have got two amazing party tricks. One is George McGuigan firing off the back of a rolling mall. Mm. Number two is Matteo Carreras. Yeah, yeah, that's a real party. There's no excuse, there is no excuse, however. I was listening to, as I said, I was flicking around on the radio stations. I wasn't listening to uh, the football. <coughs> I was listening to BBC Radio Devon um, and covering the game up at Kingston Park. And there is no excuse for the PA system at Newcastle. <laughs> it is... It's over the well, top. Well, two things about it's Newcastle. Over the, top. the PA system's ridiculous. Um, also, the camera angles they use are ridiculous because they film the small stand, don't they? They do. And they should flip it around and film, film the big, the big stand because it's quite a big stand. It's quite an impressive yeah, stand. Yeah, yeah. Instead, it just looks like a, you know, a couple of ports cabins yeah. and you know, a primary school. It looks rubbish. Yeah. Some temporary toilets. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> that, it's a good win, and it, it is exactly as you say, Tim. Frustrating for Exeter. Now, I've, I've only seen the highlights of this, the whatever it is, 13, 14 minute highlights. But it's notable that Exeter didn't score any penalties. Whether they had any kickable penalties, I'm not certain, but it looks likely that they turned down kickable points that would have potentially meant the difference between winning and losing. Yep. Well, they were up at half time. You know, they, they were going okay. I was, I was following the score because I couldn't watch it live on TV. Um, I was following the score on Twitter, and you know, by all accounts, they were doing well. But well, I mean, had BT Sport had their Friday night game, surely they would have been at the stoop. 
Yes, of yeah. course they would. Of course they would. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly the game that I wanted to watch. Mm. It sounds like Quinn's handily did a job on Gloucester, who was spirited and came back a little bit in the second half, but not just not enough. Didn't have yeah. enough. Um, and where does that leave Gloucester in the table? Because they've had a little bit of a slide, haven't they? They Gloucester seventh. Yeah, currently seventh. They are. Now they have played four points above Bath, which is a sad indictment. <laughs> but equal on points with Exeter Chiefs. Um, but they they have also played. Well, they've played eight games, which some teams have played nine. But Gloucester, because they had a couple of... They, they didn't play for like three weeks early. Yeah, early so when doors. Bath get their game in hand, there's a good chance that they go above um, Exeter. Well, there's a chance. Exeter and Gloucester, well, yeah. Big chance there's they're always, on eight. There's always a 17 chance. 17 points, 21. Yeah, they could, they could even go level with Leicester. Imagine if Bath make top four. That would be remarkable. Wouldn't that just be... Just real kick in the teeth for rugby. <laughs> what would we talk about every every, every weekend? <laughs> um, that would be awful. Yeah, it, it's a good. I, you know, I, I looked at the, I looked at this fixture, Quinns v Gloucester, and thought, oh, Gloucester have a chance here because they hardly lose anyone, and Quinns lose a few people. But actually, Quinns weren't really losing, other than Marcus Smith. That's it. They weren't losing anyone. No, they so had, had Esther Hazen, Esther Hazen, they had Marchant. Marchant Tommaso Allen, who's been Don out, Brandt. out for them. Don Brandt, yeah. Caden Murley, who's obviously been in the England squad. They're all there, all all available. So it's actually a, a strong Quinns team with, obviously, Marcus Smith is more important for Quinns than he is for England. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, yeah, substantially. But they had more than enough to, uh, to beat Gloucester. Yeah, it's the post-international window, which is tricky for teams. Not that, because they don't really know who they can pick, who they can't pick. For whatever reason it is, Welsh players can easily deal with playing three international games and then, like, uh, lose Rizamit, you know, show up. Um, and oh, then others they can't was, use. That was it. That was a lovely moment in this game where Caden Murley steps inside Lewis Rizamit and accelerates. Oh. I don't know if you, no, you saw this. No, what see that one. Well, so late on in the game... Breakdown. I think it was a turnover. Caden Murley breaks down the left, and Resummit is coming across to make the tackle, and he steps inside him. So Resummit tries to turn his back to then oh, try and word. catch. So um, Murley's past him. Yeah, Resummit has to turn and then try and catch him, and he does. Incredible. Caden Murley was going full pelt. He's I'm, absolutely flying, well, and Resummit catches him mm. in a relatively short space of time. Wow. Well, you, you know my views on Resummit. I think he is rugby's Ronaldo. They, they look sort of similar build. You know, they're not overly big. It just he's just amazing. He's just absolutely astounding rugby player. If you were gonna make a like a a, a video game, like in, in a UK based one, he's the he's the face you put on it. Oh, he's the face of rugby. I think. No, no, well, Colby and. Surely worldwide, you've got Bowden Barrett. Bowden Barrett, yeah. Munga. Barrett, Zamet, Marrow. Those, those would be the high, the mega stars that, that, that I push. Marcus but Smith. Marcus Smith, not made it. He's not made it. His hair's beautiful. He, he knows how to play with it in the right manner. But he's just not done it on the big yeah, stage. He, needs to he's be ve- he is very, very... Um, uh, he's a very engaging guy, Marcus Smith. Got a lot of time for him. And he's he's very keen on media, so watch this space. So he did a... I was chatting to some of the guys while I was working for Talk Sport Twickenham. They were working on one of the NFL games, uh, wherever it was, one of the Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium, perhaps. Yeah. And 
Marcus Smith was there to watch the game and did a little talk sport, sort of grabbed him and went, oh, Marcus, you know, NFL fan, come, come and have a chat. And he, he did a chat. And what the talk sport guy said, he did, that I've said on this podcast before, he always says the name of the person he, that, that's mm. talking to him, whoever you are. Yeah, the, the thing is, Phil... Um, <laughs> Uh, you got this and look, JB. My, my, and it, it's a very engaging thing to do. And the second thing is, as soon as it finished and it was it was off, he he went to the producer. He said, "How was that? Was that okay? And uh, can you give me some feedback?" Ooh. Like, Interesting. He's an impressive guy. Yeah. A, other other faces. Um, yeah. the next year's World Cup winning captain Charles Olivon. Oh be, yeah, could be the face of a beer. if they win. The, if they win the oh oh when, du, du, they, du, when they win the Dupont, what are we talking about? Dupont, yeah. It's Dupont, isn't it? it is. Dupont. Although you can, you can only fit his face on the box. Oh, no, no, yeah. his yeah. head is so large. It is the box. There's no so open up and take the CD out. <laughs> <laughs> um, see Akalisi as well. And Capusu, oh, yeah. you got to fit Capusu. What, what, what's his name in there? And Capusu, Capusu, Capusu. No, legitimately, it's Dupont and Kalisi and. Colby, Colby, Bowden Barrett, Bowden Barrett, and then maybe you sneak Reese Summit on. What about Len or Alan or Ned? <laughs> or Finn Russell, Jed. Finn Russell with a, a yeah t- bottle of twenty twenty something like something that. Something like that. Someone <laughs> book fast. <laughs> what are those? Uh, uh, Actually, sack all this. It should be the man who is the most important player in the world. Who should be the highest paid player in the world? Franz Maler. Franz Maler. Well, should be. Well, whilst we're on this, let me tell you about a concept called fracking the pie. Hmm. So you I mentioned wanted... this earlier. You teased yeah. it. Don't so tell I'm... us about your Pornhub subcategories. Exactly. <laughs> I might mark this up in case I can't explain it in any kind of logical way. But I think it's a. Fast... No, come on. We'll, we'll we'll take you through this. Oh, hold on. How about how about just right. Uh, Premiership game that you saw today, London Irish v Leicester. You watched all of that, right? Watched all of it. Yeah. So a couple, a couple of minutes on that, and then we'll, okay, we'll come we'll, to this. They'll frack some pie. Yeah. Yeah. Fra- <laughs> yeah. Watch entertaining game. Um, it looked like um, it looked at the start like Leicester would always have enough, but the longer it went on, the more London Irish came into it. And when that there was the double, there was Matt Rogerson scored, and then almost immediately. Ollie Hassel's Colin scored that great tray, great uh, pace for his playing. future club yeah. Yeah. against his future club. Against sorry. his future club, is he signed? Is he? No, he hasn't signed, but he will. It, no, that yeah. was, it's such it's, a, when these rumours are like that, it's it's done deal, isn't it? Yeah, and if um, if Paddy Jackson had his kicking boots on, mm. it could have been a different story. Um, but good win for Leicester, five point win for them, and sadly the last game that we'll see in Amani Nadolo. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, been a bit of a star in the Premiership. Very sceptical about how effective he'd be in the Premiership and for Leicester Tigers. Aging superstar, I did not think he was going to do well. And let's be honest, not a fan of his conditioning. Um, <laughs> I thought all those things combined, he would not do... I didn't, I didn't think he'd do anything. I think he's been very, very good. He just offers something he does. so dangerous and dif- different to... Even to... like. Manu, I guess, would be the closest you've got in terms of just the the power and the size. But he's so much bigger than Manu. Mm. He's so he's he's like three stone heavier huge. than Manu. He's huge. absolutely huge. He looks huge compared to so he was. Um, you see him stood alongside Jasper Visa, who is legitimately <laughs> Springbok number eight. Who are like Springbok number eight will be the biggest man in the world, and he's massive compared to Jasper Visa. He is so enormous. He can still move. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Going forward. I think he does sometimes get exposed going backwards uh, when teams kind of play around it. Did, did anyone mention Andre Pollard and it today today in comms? Because he got injured when he, in like 15 minutes of his Playing debut. fullback, brilliant. But then we haven't seen him since. And, there's, and Leicester just do not give <clears throat> you any information so, on anything. Not that I'm aware of, but I, did, I watched most of the second half with the kids so I was kind of on mute or yeah. I, not listening to as much as I should have been no no that's fine so no no okay I'm no inside curious. information for your no. fantasy rugby draft Tim I'm afraid yeah, that's I, what you're after is it <laughs> well I did I did pick him up so sneaky I did pick him up off the waiver wire uh, uh, on on Saturday because I just need a fly half I'm, I don't have a fly half hmm. but um, anyway fly halves are difficult have I won any games yet no, no, set your bloody team and you would have done today. Oh, yeah, you, you could have easily won today. Oh, well. I think till next year, the, the, the dream of fantasy rugby draft is over. <laughs> next set, year. Set your lineup out of respect for your, your. Out of respect. Yeah. For the people you're playing with. Um, and then, what was. Was there any other games? That was it. That, that was, was it. it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Newcastle Exeter, Harlequins, Gloucester, Sale Bristol, and Tigers Irish. Worcester and Wasp have got a lot to answer for. Oh yeah. yeah, they really do. And they might do. Uh, they might answer for it this week in front of the uh, in front of the MPs. So good luck. We'll see. Best of luck, JB. Fracking the pie. Oh yeah, fracking the pie. So uh, you know, just, I'm, I'm going to say one more thing before we get into this. You just <laughs> reminded me. A mate of mine worked in Wolverhampton uh, for a bit. Like anyway, so I went. To, I went, went to visit him once. We were walking through a park, and there was this couple on a bench. Oh no. <laughs> and we overheard her say to him they finished kissing and she went oh I'm just going to get this it was a sort of brummy accent take me home and smash my pie in oh. <laughs> that's horrendous oh, that's horrendous god. I feel awful I feel ill oh my god it happened I'm sorry but it, yeah. it happened I apologise it, it happened, happened. <laughs> nothing we can do about that it just happened JB so fracking the pie. Um, this is a commercial concept, okay? And I have not created this. It's come from an American sports writer, and I heard about it this week. I thought, bloody hell, what does that say? What does that say about rugby? So, what's happening in sports at the moment is we're all chasing future revenues. The whole uh, sport is based on future revenues, and they need to continue to grow these revenues in order to pay the players. And it's expansion for expansion's sake. But they're not doing particularly well, which is why you end up with these ridiculous situations with FTX, which would be a great example, sponsoring the arena of the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Now, FTX, on the face of it, um, why would they? Why would FTX want to sponsor Miami Heat? Now, in case you don't know, look at the FTX story. 
It is a cryptocurrency tra- trading exchange, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the, that, that has completely catastrophically imploded. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Because it was, not not because of anything beyond the fact it was... Fraud. Fraud. Yeah, yeah. I, Dressed a Ponzi scheme dressed up as a but, legitimate, but the guy, company. but the guy, but the media currently running cover for it's the guy amazing, who caused the fraud, fraud. Because well, you kind of wonder he's stolen millions, trillions, of billions, billions. So billions, millions billions. of people's money. Yes, billions in of people's billions. money. I know, but but uh, seems to be getting covered by the media. It appears potentially because um, also yeah. in on the scam, everybody is is lots of people in. Positions of very, very high power. Well, allegedly, you know, it's money laundering. Potentially, even including the president of the United States and money laundering via Ukraine, and there's all sorts of things going on. So, anyway, we can get into that another time mm, because it's fascinating. Yes. But yeah, FTX sponsors the stadium. Yeah, and uh, this is what we would call fracking the pie, because all of the sports leagues in the United States and particularly football over here have been looking for the longest time to actually grow the pie. So you look at the investment they made, the NBA, this is into China. 20 years of investment into China, well, that blew up spectac- spectacularly. You see uh, the, the football clubs trying to you know, get into markets across the globe. And that's kind of failing now. They've sort of reached their peak, and that's why you mm-hmm. probably see Liverpool up for sale and Manchester United up for sale because they think they've probably grown as much as they can. Uh, so instead of growing the pie, what you end up doing is you start fracking the pie. You start looking at... Who is it that you can sell things to? No differences to to sponsorship for for the, for for the longest time, really. But who is watching sport? And you get this really fascinating rubber meets the road situation where, if you look at say the people that market sport and market the uh, say sportswear, like I don't know whoever it may be, they would tell you that the, you know, the average rugby fan is a um, postgraduate degree woman of colour um, and her you know, diverse mates. But the rubber meets the road when you see all the gambling companies come into football and come into rugby and, um, and FTX, which is basically just another form of gambling. Because they're saying, no, actually, you don't have post-doctorate degree women watching your sport. You've got, like, barstool slubs and middle-class men, and we want them to gamble. So you've got a situation now where they're basically just fracking the pie, and you can see that the sponsors that are coming in are doing so um, in order to sell to you know that mm. particular demographic, and they're loving it. Uh, and so very weird combinations happen, like the NBA giving you your social justice lecture, whilst meanwhile, fingers crossed that you get addicted to gambling. And it's um, <laughs> you know it is quite an interesting dynamic. So I thought, like, how does this work for rugby? Because rugby is not <laughs> someone says you're not managed to grow its pie. No, nope. um, it not. doesn't know. France is slightly growing their pie. France is right, but but England isn't. And, Wales isn't. Yeah, and to grow and to so called grow the pie, it's not as if they need to go to new markets because they have. Well, they've not even saturated their primary market, and the problem, the secondary problem to this is, if football and all the American sports thinks that think that they're sort of marketing to you know a fresh new market of young, trendy, diverse women. Um, does rugby think that? Because you actually would think by all the campaigns it runs, bloody, I don't know, Don't Beat Your Wife Week at Saracens and uh, what's the other one? Rainbow Laces Week at Bath and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it seems to be that they do not think or they don't know who their core client is. So they're simultaneously 
not doing anything like, you know, we don't see much, you don't see much of the gambling companies in rugby. So presumably either nobody bets on rugby or the gambling companies don't think that rugby has the right demographic to target. Well, I, I do. So a uh, friend of ours we, we've all played with mm. um, was at a point in time a professional gambler. Yep. And he, he'd, I can't remember the exact stats, but he said a, a Premier League game in uh, would have like tens of millions of pounds. Any any standard Premier League game, the betting markets would be covered to the tune of tens of millions of pounds of bets yep. on that. And rugby would struggle to get to £10,000 on standard games. Like they are just... The, the, mag, the order of magnitude difference is right, but the figures will be slightly wrong because it was years since we had this conversation. Yeah. But it is, it is a... a an enormous order of magnitude less the betting market for rugby. So the only real betting company is Leo Vegas, who used to be Leicester Tigers. I don't think they are now. Don't know. So even Leo Vegas have moved out of the rugby space. Uh, we did a, something for two gambling firms, didn't we? We did rugby but better, and I've done something for that's fair, I think. Yeah, uh, Six Nations, because probably Six Nations yeah. is one of those where... There is a bigger market. So they've not really managed to exploit... I mean, that's probably a good thing. They've not really managed to exploit their existing fans. They're certainly not growing the pie. And yet, simultaneously, I can't help but think, when I look at the trials and tribulations of football and the NBA, who are so desperate to grow their audience, have got to go to different markets and different demographics, then rugby hasn't even reached half the people that should be interested in rugby. And yet, we're struggling. <clears throat> and if you look at the things they are trying to do to improve their reach, if you talk to Premiership Rugby... You would th- all of their focus is on broadening out the game to you know women or something like that, and it's just I'm thinking you you're nuts. There was absolutely a, nuts. Hey, I, I'm not necessarily saying this is the wrong thing to. Although do. I do think women do like rugby more than they like football, so maybe it's not nuts. Yeah, maybe I, I'm not. Look, by the way, when I say this, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing this. I will, I'm just ob- my observation from being at Twickenham. There is clearly an effort to present rugby as a um. A, as a, if you sorry, if you if you looked at the presentation of yeah. the game, and the the whole event and the the personnel that that are on the on the fan zone areas and on the cam on the if you just looked at them, you, you would assume rugby is very young. It's not. It's a very young sport. And then you look around at <laughs> the actual people that are there, and it, like it's, and and I and I don't quite and I don't know if this is along the lines of what you're talking about but it's just a, a spin-off of what you're saying is what's being presented is not matching who your audience actually is yes and that is not because and, do you know and, what and, i think it is and, and that that that's not going to work is it they are ashamed of who their audience is it's not cool is it it's not cool to go into the boardroom and say our audience is a wealthy middle-aged man um, he goes. He goes. Twickenham. And but but this is what I mean. The sponsors of rugby do know this because it's Land Rover and it's Guinness <laughs> and, and Investec. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the wealth management firms. It's not the gambling they, firms. They know who's watching rugby and who cares about rugby. Yeah, and I that's think that's a very interesting point. Yeah. So the gambling firms. I mean, Twickenham's a huge stadium. Uh, sorry, a huge platform for a lot of firms. You'd have thought if there was any gambling interest, it would have it would have manifested itself there. Mm. But there's just not. FTX, I guess, would be, you know, because token fans have a lot of money. Mm. So but, in, yeah. in, t- in terms of fracking the pie, I would say that um, international rugby, you can see routes to growth, and there's lots of very, very lucrative um, 
lucrative sponsors that are desperate to get involved, it, the lower down the pyramid, when you, even, when, even when you get to premiership, you can see, I mean, look at some of the sponsors of some of the premiership clubs. It's, yes, uh, Maserati you, parking. You're starting to scratch. You're, but yeah, but that's Quinns. And then you go, you're starting to sort of go, oh, I, 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 is it Worcester had like a local boiler company? Oh, well, hang on. Oh, Bosch. To be fair, uh, Bosch is a big old... I take that back. I take that back. But um, <laughs> Newcastle have on their have on their staff laptops a paving and drive company. Right, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Also, I've a bid more and co independent financial advisors were toying with the idea of sponsoring Barry McGuigan or um, Aaron Reed mm. because, of course, he scored lots of tries. It's it's very easy to do so, very um, cost effective if you want to go and sponsor sponsor a sale player. Whereas, if you want to um, sign Murray Toji's image rights, like <laughs> Nigel Ray, Nigel and Ray will be uh, rubbing Rock, his hands. Rock Nation and Jay Z have a piece of that pie. Exactly. Then. Hmm. So I, I guess to, just to build on what you were saying, saying JB, we always talk about the objective of rugby being to grow the pie, and actually things like a global season and a thin alignment, I think, would actually facilitate the growth of the pie. But what for every month or season that goes by where those big picture decisions aren't made to get by, clubs are having to try and. Um, squeeze more out of what they already have yes that, that is stadium sales that is putting the price of your kits up or i don't know or i don't i, I don't know but rug, rug, that's where rugby's struggling because there is a finite amount of money you can squeeze out of any given rugby fan yeah the 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 sports writer who i've got this uh, this these quotes from or this, this idea from this guy called ethan strauss so if you want to read up on him he'll explain his concept far more eloquently than i have done Hmm. Um, yeah, I it's, think just with rugby. I mean, look was France. the general point? Was he just describing what happens, or was he say was he was there a value? Yeah, there wasn't anything to do with rugby. He was talking about the NBA. No, I know, no, but was there a value judgment on it? Yeah, there was. You shouldn't you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Like so this. what he was saying is that a load of the a load of NFL players, a load of M- NBA players get scammed for money. I think it's scammed for money by FTX, by gambling companies. You know, and well, Tom Brady lost Tom Brady millions on FTX. And crypto is perfect for it because crypto is always like you must buy now. You know, you must buy now. The, the thing is going off, and if you don't buy now, you're going to miss out. To um, the moon. To the moon, exactly. That's exactly what they were up to. Well, one of the biggest person in... They've not... Last I read, they've not released any uh, names, but there was more than 50 people who had invested more than $20 million Ugh. into FTX, the biggest of which was something in the region of $250 million. Oh, um, my word. What is effectively a Ponzi scheme? With virtually nothing back, I mean, some of the stuff that's come out of it. The uh, emojis for expenses. Expenses. Is my favorite. On, you know on a disappearing what? chat. Yeah. The, so so you submit your expenses and you get an th- emoji thumbs up or, or emoji thumbs down from from a disparate group of managers. The worse than that, they didn't even have a consolidated list of employees. Yeah. So they didn't have a they didn't have a list of who was I, working there. You know, I wondered, you know, when I read that about the list of employees, if if I showed up to work at FTX. Would anyone send me home? Yeah, guys, the coffee's good. Chai latte is uh, on point today, boys. <laughs> would anyone would, would anyone say anything? How long until I actually get employed? <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be mad. Um, so insane. Yeah. So the point was that the players are getting ripped off, but the players are just collateral damage because they don't really care if the players lose seventy million quid or or whatnot. What they really want is the fans to invest, and that's why FCX Stadium exists, and that's why you know all the gambling companies are coming in. And they made the point that. You've got the two ends of the spectrum here. You've got 
FTX, which has no regulation whatsoever, and gambling, which has incredibly high regulations. And they both basically do the same thing. Uh, and there's a, certainly, that is a problem for me, because I'm basically, I, I'm like you, Tim. Let adults do what adults do. If they want, if you want to gamble, gamble. It's completely on you. I, I don't think there's anything wrong. If you want to get crypto, go get go, go and get go get some crypto. Um, I hate the idea of it being regulated or missing from from, from the sport. But I also hate the idea of people getting screwed out of their money or getting addicted to gambling or mm. losing it all or you know all that sort of stuff. So I don't really know what the right answer is. So that was it's more like a point of interest. Like yeah, no, how much should they be? How much should these companies be? Um, exploiting their fans but that's what fans are there for fans are there to buy to buy stuff they want to be sold i mean when i go to sale or i go to any rugby club i want to be sold their stuff i get very annoyed if there's not the right pin badge on sale i want their merchandise i want the experience i want whatever they're selling so really. so I, I was at Bowden rugby club local i don't know what what level it'll be level seven level eight or something like that mm. and, yeah, so, and yeah. they had a little they had a they had a club shop out the front of the, in the car park. It's like a oh, like a little trailer. Is no, it? it wasn't a trailer. It was it was it wasn't a porter cabin. It was like one of those um, garden offices that you oh, can buy. like um, a new a new Brighton conservatory type thing. Yeah, but yeah, but with a, you know double glazing double glazing door, double doors that open and pop up shop. And um, yeah, I quite I, I thought yeah, that's that's awesome. Fair, cool, fair play, very cool. Um, my favourite thing about the FTX thing is uh, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, one, mm-hmm. one of my favourite shows, and the Larry David advert, FTX got him to yes. do the advert, and the whole point was it was uh, Larry David in loads of different circumstances going, oh, I don't see the point in this thing. It, it, it seems like a scam, because that's very Larry David and Curb yeah, Your Enthusiasm, yeah. to be very cynical. And then at the end of it, after he's he goes, FTX, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> and, that, and that was meant to be there. And now it's like, oh yeah, Larry knew. Larry always, and he exploited them for for however much he got paid out of it. He fracked that pie. He certainly <laughs> did. He certainly did. Interesting concept. Yeah, I like it. And, yeah. Uh, I was trying to write something about this for Rugby Pass, but I don't actually know what. Uh, it's hard, because there's no conclusions, is there? It doesn't happen in rugby. I, th- I think it's how much can you squeeze out of fans and before you have to accept the fact that you need to grow the pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and rugby is at the point where they have to grow. And there's a sustainability issue as well. I mean, why is it not okay just to be sustainable? But like, I don't think any businesses are okay just to be sustainable. I don't think Langer Rock's to be very happy. Well, it, but yeah, it, we're just sustainable. It we're works the other way around. When I, when I was a teacher, this used to do my head in. As, as someone who... who Oh my god! It used to do my head in, and this and you both have wives in 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 the public sector, and I bet it's exactly the same. You get to like the end of a year, and if you had some money left over, you go, "Oh great! Well, we you know, God, haven't we done well? Haven't we done well working well within our means and we mm, saved yeah. a few quid? No, we've got to spend it, otherwise we won't get that in our yeah, budget yeah, next we'll year. Get less next, year. get less next year. So you spend it on crap that you don't need. Yeah, crazy, I, isn't it? I could tell you some incredible stories which I will not do on air about that kind of thing some remarkable stories yeah well it's not that many so great yeah, yeah. great times worst anyway. one on that i i heard it and uh, honestly the, the the bbc is one that does my head in because i work as for a competitor and the one that did my head in the most bearing in mind i used to go to bed I, when i did a breakfast show on xfm i used to go to bed and uh, uh, earlier but before i did i'd sort of be flicking around on the telly and i'd see adverts for my competitor 
on BBC paid for partly. So I, I sort yeah. of I felt like I'm paying for a massive prime time advert before England's football match in the World Cup saying listen to your competitor yeah. tomorrow morning. It used to Which, do my head in. Same with uh, the BBC's offering of uh, rugby podcasts mm-hmm. as an example. Yep. It gets pushed everywhere you can imagine. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I don't have it. They, they won't be talking about fracking the pie. I guarantee yes, you that. 100%. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the only place you can get chat like that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, Although, just one last one. Yeah, whilst it's um, fresh in my mind. We did cover a crypto story in... Um, in rugby, didn't we? we did. And I, I think I seem to remember me fan, being remarkably cynical fan about tokens. it. Fan tokens. Now, if you want to talk about a crypto with no value attached to it, <laughs> a fan token will be right up there. But you know, looking at that, it's a mixture of gambling and and crypto. But it does seem rather malign. I don't know, benign. But, uh, yeah, but benign. It doesn't seem. There's nothing in that really, other than. I don't know. It's it's just a, a nothing. Yeah, the honest it, way it to say it was we want we want a bit more money from you. Here's here's a token effort that you might get something for giving us a few quid. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. And and it's also um, when all you've got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like a crypto company trying to fit their product onto the sports scene. What do they call it? Uh, technological masturbation. There's just no point for it. Yeah, yeah. There there is no point to it. Like you you are solving a problem that doesn't exist with a technology that you want to push to people. Yeah, it's it. So tokens, basically, what sunk um, uh, FTX. I see no reason to have a fan token for Leicester Tigers, (laughs) Harlequins. No, anyone else really? No. Uh, What What have you been watching or reading or Uh, doing? Obviously, you've been reading that. That that guy. I have. What have I done recently? Yeah, I have read about a lot of financial scandals. So I did the F- FTX. What's the other Tether's one the one you need to read about yeah. as well. I don't, I don't get. I, I don't get Tether. So you... it, it could be another FTX, basically. Could it? Yeah. Mm. The one. Something else I was reading. <gasps> That's the one. So do you remember Bernie Madoff? The remember? sub subprime mortgage. No. 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 So. Yeah, so I've made off. Oh, that was Ponce, Fanny, that was a, Freddie. What? What? what so I, I hear the Freddie and Fanny May. I, I never understand what yeah. that actually means. I know lend, it's about the subprime mortgages and yeah, lend, lend, lenders. Yeah, yeah, mortgages and lenders, right? Um, but why the names Fanny and Freddie May? Fanny Federal oh. something. Federal. Oh, is that it? Okay. All right. Well, it doesn't really matter. I understand. Uh, yeah, I have read about that. Years it was the big, ago. big, big shorts, good film. Yeah, yeah. Fanny. Sorry, federal. Sorry. Um, the Madoff Ponzi scheme. Yeah, so the Madoff Ponzi scheme. This is incredible. Do you know the difference between Ponzi and Pyramid? No, I don't. Uh, do you know, Tim? Uh, a Ponzi scheme? No, I don't know. Pyramid I, scheme? No, I don't know the difference. Uh, a Pyramid scheme, you're actually selling something. So like um, Herbalife, or I don't actually know. If oh, yeah, yeah. But you, you have a product that you sell down and you have a hierarchy of sales. So mm-hmm. Everyone who has someone uh, that they know that does one of these, whether it's juices or some sort yeah, of makeup, yeah. Uh, had, has had to mute them from their Facebook. Yes. <laughs> they just, yeah. That's fracking the pie with your mates. That yeah. is exactly. exactly. So that's a pyramid scheme because there yeah. is actually a product being passed down. It's just an ever-increasing pyramid. Whereas a Ponzi scheme, there is there's no product. It's just the promise of better returns. It's like Madoff is uh, a pure really Ponzi scheme. So yeah, so Madoff is a pure Ponzi. How much money do you reckon the investors have got back? 
Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, because I told you about it. Yeah, no, I think I'd seen it. I think I've read it um, prior to that. I was astonished. Uh, genuinely uh, Any guesses, Tim? No. With 13 years afterwards, though, how much money in the pound? If you put in a pound of Birdie Madoff, how much money would you, would you have got back now? Well, what, so you would, what you would have been led to believe you would get back if you put a pound in well, after 13 years would be a tenner. Well, well yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so made of all, all that was doing for the Ponzi scheme uh, 101 is you get money off a few investors. You tell them guaranteed X percent returns, 5%, 10%, 20%. And then you pay out to those people their 10% return. And then more people come in and you pay out another 10%. So you're paying out people's returns on the promise of, of more people coming in. So the you need ever an ever-increasing number of people coming in the bottom end to be able to pay out to the top end. Um, yeah. So if you so of your original capital, if you put in a quid, you would have got back to date, amazingly, seventy five p, which is an astonishingly high amount of, amount of money considering it, it was a Ponzi scheme. I could not believe that. I couldn't either. I I thought it would just be gone. So what what happened is as soon as Madoff's empire crumbled, uh, a lawyer got involved uh, called Irvin Picard, who is I think he's based on the same street as the. Made off offices. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's just like across the road. And him and his team have got all of the transactions from Madoff and they've unpicked them all. When did they get their returns? It's because if you think about it, being a Ponzi scheme, you have your a seed investment right at the start, like your anchor client, if you want. Mm-hmm. And then those guys come in, start, and then they start getting paid out by all the guys that start coming in, in subsequently. So you had to go right to start the Ponzi scheme and literally just unpick it. When did they get their returns and you know what was it? And because there's no underlying investment, what all you have is other people's money. Mm. You just look at that and you go, well, if you got a ten percent return in two thousand in two thousand six or whenever it was, that ten percent isn't yours. Ten percent belongs to someone else. Somebody else's. You need to pay that ten percent back, please. So they've gone from like the the ten top clients. So, so rather than the bottom feeders being the ones that end up losing, it's the top feeders that are going to be the ones that lose biggest. Yeah. So the guys... Because well, they'll only lose the 10% gains. They're yeah. not going to lose their original oh, okay. stake. Yeah. So they, they just have that taken They will still get their money back. Well, 75 pence of it. Right? Mm. But they'll have to give away, give back all of their so-called growth, which is actually just other uh, like other people's money. But, of course, the longer you're in the Ponzi scheme, the more growth that you got. Mm. And I think the number one person, or yeah, the number one person to give back Gave back something like nine billion quid. So the seventeen billion quid short, and they've raised like fifteen billion or some 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 something of which they've distributed it's a lot th- of it. It's about three weeks worth of uh, US um, exactly uh, right military exports. Oh yeah, yeah, it's delicious, worthless money. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the number one <laughs> the number one person uh, invested some you know, billions of quid. You know, first guy in um, was later found drowned in his pool, completely normal. Absolutely normal. Yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. CCTV just happened to be off yeah, at the off. time. Uh, yeah. He splashed water on the camera. <laughs> Game over. So he died. Wife paid back uh, the money from his from his, from from his estate. Uh, so this lawyer, Irvin Picard, alongside the Security and Exchanges Commission, have set up a, a, this pot of money, which is administered for the benefit of the of the investors. And as they get more in, they then just pay out more to the people who've lost who've lost their capital. It's not all plain sailing, though, because Irvin, Irvin Picard 
have charged them like six hundred million pounds. I was going to say, I, I, I can imagine there's a fair, fair <laughs> slice of that. Uh, <laughs> Just six hundred million. Yeah. Hey, got to get my beequat. Oh I can't. <laughs> well, I'm going to mention something that I've. So I saw an advert for a Netflix thing called 1899, and it was from the makers of Dark, which just purely reminded uh, okay. me. If you haven't watched Dark, watch Dark. Mm. Yeah, I have watched Dark. It's also watch it in German. Yes, with with subtitles, not with the dubbed version. Yes, uh. but it's one of the best shows I've watched. It's awesome. Ah, interesting. I think so. Oh my word! Sorry, <laughs> Baker and Hosteller fees. Who are Irving Pickard's mm-hmm. firm? One point two five billion. <laughs> so they're getting paid. Oh, you I better mean, know it. You better know it. You better know it. Look, wow. What's that called? Eighteen. Uh, it's called eighteen ninety nine. It's eighteen ninety nine. I think it's part. In, it's part English, part German, but it's from the same people that made Dark. Mm. Watch, so, yeah. watch Dark first because that's awesome. Well, yeah. I've got a flight to Dubai, so I'll probably watch some box sets in the air. Mm. We've got some games next week. Yeah, go on. Uh, we have got on Friday, Friday the 2nd of December. What will you be doing on Friday? Are you playing? Is uh, that final against Marcel Garvey's boys? Nice. Or Andy Farrell and Jason Robinson. Yeah, I'll smash them. Uh, it's Friday, we've got Bath hosting Quins. Bath hosting Quins. Bath. Quins. Bath hosting Quins. 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 Narrow Quins. Saturday. So, uh, so Saturday, 3 o'clock. We've got Irish hosting Falcons. Irish. Irish who are bottom of the table? Yeah, Irish. Strong Irish win. Uh, Irish. I think Irish. Irish, they've got to start winning because they've been... They could have, They could have beaten, if Paddy Jackson kicked his kicks, they could have beaten Leicester. Mm. They were in the arm wrestle the whole way. So yeah, give me Irish. Then at 5.30, Gloucester host Saints. Live on BT Sport. Mm. So is the three o'clock on BT? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I think it's a double double bill rather double. than a, so there must be an England game or something like or some big football game in the oh, afternoon. Oh yeah, maybe is it England Wales? No, that's, that's Tuesday. No, that's Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Is it, it might last be the first 16, round, round of the last 16. sixteen? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's five thirty and eight pm. BT Sport have got yeah. So five thirty uh, Gloucester North games. Gloucester Saints, which give me a home win. Gloucester Saints, yeah, home win. Um... Well, the Saints have played some nice stuff and Saints yeah. are currently in top four. Yeah, they are. Uh, and then uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday is Bristol hosting Tigers. Bristol hosting Tigers. 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 Uh, Tigers just, yeah. And then no game on Sunday. So that's it. There you go. That's all she wrote. Right. Wonderful. Well done, everyone. Thank you for your support. I've just realised we had we had a bunch of emails we haven't gone through, but oh God, we have some great emails. It's a great emails. Oh, I feel bad, but we'll do them again. Next we'll, week. Get, we'll get to them. Nice yeah. one, Tim. Yes, Phil. Sorry, I was going to ask. I love that top. I love that track top. Oh. Where, where? What is it? Is that a Duke? Duke. Ah, Duke University. It's very nice. Mm, it yeah. is. I got this on Labor Day in America in a Nike store. Um, when they're they're just sales, they were giving giving stuff away. Like, yeah. God bless America. Got this. God bless America, indeed. <laughs> uh, right, let the boys play. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person, from payments to inventory. Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify dot com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.